You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number seven. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there, my name is Crispin Freeman and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. In this episode of Voice Acting Mastery, you'll get to hear part two of my interview with Wes Davis. You can find out more about Wes on his website at www.gimmeamike.com. That's G-I-M-M-E-A-M-I-C dot com. This time around, Wes and I get down to the nitty-gritty of how he goes about getting his voice acting jobs. It's very different from the way I broke into the business. We also discuss his experiences with agents and what really kicked his voice acting career into a higher gear. Just to remind you, Wes and I recorded this interview outside at a cafe in Santa Monica, so I hope you'll excuse any background noises you may hear. So here's part two of my interview with Wes Davis. And now, the feature segment. How do you get most of your voice acting gigs? The majority of my stuff is still through the online casting stuff. Through Voices.com Voices and Voice123? Voice123. A lot of the stuff I've been doing recently is all from callbacks. People I've worked with before calling me up again saying, hey, can you do this? So that's been really nice. Nice. And then I'm also hip-pocketed over at DPN. I get auditions from them. I haven't booked anything from them yet. Gotcha. But For those who don't know, being hip-pocketed means that you're currently working sort of freelance with an agent. Yes. So the DPN so is an agency here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and while you have not officially signed with them, you are working together to see if the relationship will mature into yes. a signed relationship in the future. Just want to make sure I include everyone who's yes. not in the actor speak. But cool, so you're hip-pocketed over at DPN, mm-hmm. and so um, they're emailing you auditions? Yes. Very cool. Do they? Uh, at, now, this is an interesting question, because here you are, you're doing stuff online through Voices.com and Voice123, and uh, you're hip-pocketed at an L.A. agency, but you still live in Palm Springs. Yeah. Do you find that that causes any difficulty when you're trying to voice act for projects here in L.A.? Not for me, because I, the, any project in L.A. would come first for me. I did some work for NBC Universal, the Despicable Me DVD. I narrated a bunch of the games on it. Mm-hmm. It was recorded up here in Burbank. And did you get that job through your agent? I got that through Voice123. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's kind of, there, there's a few if you watch them, but they, rec- they ask for L.A. actors. They're, they actually pay kind of well, but there's more and more as you can find them online. Interesting. Yeah. So are there jobs that you've booked through your agent that have happened here in L.A.? Not yet. Not yet. And how new is your relationship with DPN? Less than a year. Less than a year. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and how often do they usually send you auditions? It's, it's also kind of random. Sometimes I can go a month and get about uh, one or two a week and then not hear from for a month or two. Gotcha. And that's how voice acting works. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone always asks me, you know, I'd love to do your job. And I go, it's not a job. <laughs> 
it's a business. You have to sort of rustle up your own stuff and yeah. have your own stuff going. So uh, that's why I wanted to talk to you about this mm -hmm. stuff. It's really great to get your perspective on this stuff so that people can, can not just hear it from me, but yeah. hear it from someone who's actually out there doing it. So when you go to L.A. to do these jobs, how long is the commute from Palm Springs? Uh, somewhere between two to three hours. Two to three hours. So if they want you for a 9 a.m. recording session, what time do you have to leave Palm Springs? Very, very early. <laughs> wow. That shows some commitment there. Yeah. So you're willing to do basically three hours, six hours total commute, if necessary, yeah. to do the voice acting gigs. Have you ever thought of moving to Los Angeles? Kind of. I really enjoy where I live right now. Yeah. And Palm Springs, not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> and usually the jobs that I'm getting in L.A. are paying well enough that it, it makes the commute worth it. Gotcha. Gotcha. But um, if it ever got to the point where I needed to, I would, I would probably look into it. Very cool. So from your perspective, as someone starting out, and I, I say starting out, even though you started taking classes in 2004, and mm -hmm. you know, we started getting work in 2008, and we are now sitting um, halfway through 2011, what do you think is the most useful stuff that you've learned from the classes you've taken? Um, there's, there's so much you learn from the classes. You learn, I, what I find is you learn just as much from the other students as you do from the teachers. One of the nice things back when uh, Voice Tracks was down in Palm Springs is I engineered quite a few classes. And I think I learned just as much, if not more, from sitting in a class and <clears throat> not acting as I did from sitting there and acting. You, and you see mistakes that people make that you, you might have made and you don't notice when you're in the booth at the time, but when you see someone else do it, it's so obvious. You see tricks that people use that you'd never thought of, and it's, it, it's, it's so great um, to do that. Um, another, another thing I've learned in the classes that's been super important for me is, is confidence. How, how important it is to walk into the booth confident. I, uh, I heard a great analogy from a guy about voice actors and confidence. And he was saying that voice actors, we, we tend to be, especially starting out, so iffy about our abilities. Can we do this? Well, I think I can. If you compare it to, if, if you had a broken toilet and you called a plumber in and he comes in and looks at your toilet and you're like, can you fix it? And he's like, well, I don't know, maybe, I, I guess I can try and I'll do my best and we'll see what, what, what happens. It's, you're not going to want that, that plumber in. But voice actors, you know, especially starting out, like you go in, you're not sure and everything. Your job, especially when you're hired, is to be so confident and to go in there and reassure their client and be like, yes, I can do this. We can do this. And that confidence is just so essential. That's great. I love the plumber analogy. Yeah. I, when I heard that, I, I was like, I'm going to keep that because I, I love that one. And I was, it's funny. I was thinking about something like similar to that. The idea that when you hire a plumber or anyone to come to your house to work on something, does that plumber have a job? Mm -hmm. No, he has a business. He has mm -hmm. a plumbing business. That's what, he, that's what he's in business to do. And so, he, he, you know, there's no one there telling him when to show up. He's got to make sure that people know about his skills, know what he has to offer, and he has to keep good relationships with his clients. That's very interesting. And I love what you said about the idea that you learn just as much, if not more, from watching other people work on stuff. I think sometimes people don't realize that. They think that they've got to get up and do everything. But when you're up on the mic, you're sort of in the hot seat. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of pressure on you. And it's sort of hard to, to always hear everything. It's really nice to hear that you were learning a lot from watching other people and seeing the mistakes that they made. Yeah. What was the most common mistake you think that people tend to make? 
A big, a big one for me, and I know for other people as well, is speed. When you get in there, if you're nervous, you talk a mile a minute, and you lose so much of your, your work, your character, or uh, what have you you're doing. Another thing that uh, always turned out to me is just commitment. If you don't walk in, you aren't totally committed to what you're doing. If uh, you have a character who only has a line, but in your head you haven't figured out why they're saying that, who they're saying it to, what they're saying it for. If you don't have all that in there, it, it shows. And uh, you need that, that commitment and just that background when you get in there to make something believable that people are going to enjoy. Nice. I like that. What are some of the success stories that you've seen? Have you seen colleagues of yours or students of yours really take off? I have. And that's, that's another thing, Being starting out. And, you know, my career's been almost seven years now from when I first took that class. And I've seen people, um, I took a class in L.A., and one of the kids who was in it, I just saw him in a movie with Denzel Washington. Wow. Um, one of the people I took my class with Bob Bergen with is uh, Roger Craig Smith. And if you look him up online, he's doing all kinds of stuff. That was our first L.A. class, both of us. Wow. So that was his first one, my first one. And he's blown up, and he deserves everything. He is awesome. But uh, at the same time, like, I can't, I can't always just compare myself to those people because if I, back, I think it was 2005 when I took that class, if I just looked at him like that and was like, well, why hasn't my career blown up like his have, I would have quit a long time ago. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good to compare. No. <laughs> because everyone's got a different voice. Exactly. And everyone can fit different voice parts. I mean, your voice sounds much younger mm-hmm. than mine. And so if I got upset because you kept getting young hero roles and I didn't, exactly, it's not a reflection of my ability as a voice actor. It's just because we're, we're going to cast different roles. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you started out and you, know, you had some successes, but you had some frustrations. What sort of kicked it over for you? Because it feels like now you seem much more confident and you seem much more on top of your game. What, what was, the, was there any kind of mindset shift or, or what changed when that happened? I think when I, when I came to the realization that the jobs seem to add up exponentially, it's not like you get one job and then you get two jobs and you get three jobs. It seems to me, the way I've been working is, I got one job, then I got two jobs, then I got four jobs, then I got eight jobs. Like, those people I worked with call me back, or they tell someone they know, hey, you know, we worked with this guy, he's really good, give him a call. For me, it was sticking with it long enough to get to that point to see, oh, okay, you know, maybe I didn't get a job for a year after that first one, but for after that second one I got, I got a whole bunch more. And do you feel confident now about your voice acting career? Yeah. Even though he's more confident about his career than he used to be, Wes did let me know that he still gets nervous from time to time. In the third and final part of the interview, we'll talk about how he finds his confidence, the techniques he uses for keeping a positive outlook, as well as his ambitious plans for the future. What's so great about listening to someone's story about breaking into voice acting is that you can learn from their mistakes. Hearing the success stories of others can not only inspire you to pursue your own goals, but it also allows you to piggyback on their knowledge and expertise. That's exactly why I put together my special report, The Top 5 Mistakes to Avoid in Voice Acting. In that report, I tried to boil down all the most important advice I can give you into five short, pithy sections so you can speed up your journey to becoming a professional voice actor. You can download the report and get access to my e-newsletter by signing up on voiceactingmastery.com or by surfing over to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. 
The newsletter is designed to supplement the podcast with even more tips and tricks of the trade. I think you'll find it incredibly helpful. That's it for now. It's been great having you along, and I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.